Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Fake Nerds Watch for Star Trek Picard Season 2. This is Episode 8, Mercy. I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, is Cookie from Just a Little Podcast. Hello, sir. How are you doing, my friend? I just want to start off this episode real quick okay. by saying I love Star Trek. This episode was perfect because of what we talked about in the last episode leading into this one. I love it. That's all I'm going to say, but we'll get more into it. We are going to have a very interesting discussion today. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So why don't we just get right into it? Um, it's a little bit late, but we wanted to do this before the next episode came out because only a couple episodes left and I have a really busy schedule this week. So you already said you liked this episode. Yes. I didn't. I I absolutely really, really appreciate this episode because it was world building, character building. It was a filler episode that was jam-packed, not necessarily with action, but jam-packed with plot and filling up gaps that we needed to get filled. Okay, so here's my issue with this episode. It's the FBI agent. I don't yeah. I don't mind the stuff happening with Seven and Rafi. In fact, I actually really like it. I really like mm-hmm. the stuff happening with, with uh, uh, Rios and Teresa. Yes. I really like those... Yeah, I really like those two subplots. I'm even into the uh, Gerardi is connected to Seven and Rafi. I like those. It's the it's Guinan and Picard with the FBI agent that doesn't do anything. It doesn't doesn't progress anything in the plot. And the only thing that it that it serves the that serves the greater narrative is just kind of thrown at the audience as like a oh by the way we should have probably told you this by now, which is yeah. like Q is dying. Correct. Yes, and it was. So it was, that's why I said it was basically um, a filler episode that brought a narrative together that I think we've talked about multiple times. You guys don't have a lot of room to go and actually finish out the series without rushing it. And I think they did a pretty solid job with concluding, okay, hey, this is what's going on with Q. This is the objective that Q wants Picard to accomplish. And right mm-hmm. after that, we're getting two fulfilled prophecies that we want done. So all that's left is how do they go and solve the problem of the spaceship taking off and the it being successful, and how do they actually return to their own time? Those are the only two things that are left. Okay, so let's let's t- let's take this let's take this one bit at a time. Sounds good. Um, well, you already we already brought up Q, so let's bring up Q because mm-hmm. you you mentioned that Q. Um, so I'm now more confused than ever on what his plan is. Okay. And the thing is, with a show like this, and what I was really enjoying about the first couple of episodes, and what I don't really like what we've gone into in the in the last half, uh, specifically in these last going into these last three, is that Q hasn't been a part of the plot. So oh, no. we end so we end up just kind of having to throw the audience the the answer. The answer the question of what's wrong with Q? The first episode, the second episode shocked me. Mm-hmm. Why Hugh's smacking Picard? He's scared. What's wrong with him? He's angry. He's unhinged in some way. What what's wrong with him? Six episodes later, oh, he's dying. Right. But I wish it was we were progressively revealed pieces of a puzzle for the audiences to solve. Because mm-hmm. that's that's how I feel. And I and again, like the showrunners may disagree with me. People may disagree with me, but I I feel like if you set up a question, the answer needs to come at the audience in pieces and not all at once in three words. Yeah. Many episodes later, Mm -hmm. like we've we've never been we've we know that the two things that we knew about Q, he's angry about something. He's unhinged and his powers don't work. Yeah. Why? And so we're left wondering why, as he is manipulating Sung, as he's manipulating Corey, as he's manipulating Renee, um, to for whatever machination he's trying to he's trying to push happen for the future, for whatever this is, and we never get any hint 
that he is dying. We never get any hint that there is something that 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 he he does not interact with the main characters ever again. Yeah. After that first moment. And so like I'm kind of rambling, so I'm trying to I'm trying to finish my thoughts, but like it I don't feel like just kind of being like, hey, the reason is because I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Isn't it, it? It was a good way to deliver that answer. I got you. You know, do you think that the main reason why that didn't happen is? Oh, there's a few reasons why I think. One, mm-hmm. if you go to the past, when it comes to um, next generation, any time that Picard and Q had their interactions, we saw Q usually at the beginning. We saw Q at the end. And we might see Q maybe one or two more times in between in those episodes or in those arcs. But for the most part, it was, hey, you guys are on your own. You guys do you. And then once you solve this puzzle, I come back in and kind of give you a pat on the back and say, here's your gold star for achieving what I wanted you to achieve and testing out humanity, testing out the resilience of humanity and getting a more of an understanding of who we are as a people. And I think that this is what they're doing here. I think you're on to something there, and I think that might be the, the thought process, and I don't necessarily hate that idea, although there are many episodes where Q is always a part of it. Like, there's the yeah. episode where, where uh, Q finds a young girl Q. who um, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. He's in that episode a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. If, if it was like a, a lesson like in Q who, he's very rare. He's very barely in that episode. He just sends them in the front of the Borg and says, surprise, sucker, see ya. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> But that's not you're 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 missing the key the key ingredient, which is that Q was part of the mystery of the mm-hmm. season. And none of the actors, none of the characters are engaging with the mystery of Q. They're only engaging with the mystery of, well, what's wrong with the future? Oh, it was Renee. Let's make sure Renee gets on the thing. None of them ever think that. There is something wrong with Q. That Q is doing something. Picard and Q don't have another interaction after the first one where he could be like, oh my God, you're dying. Is that it? You're, you're doing this because you're dying? Right? He, and he, like, Q doesn't even tell that to Picard. Like, Guinan tells that to Picard. Because I think that Q sees Guinan more as an equal rather than he sees Picard as an equal. You wouldn't go and tell, if you're a manager, you wouldn't go and tell your employees what's going on with you personally. Oh, I disagree with that. Explain. I disagree with that. I think he, I think, I think Hugh always felt Picard as an equal. That's why he is obsessed with him. That's why he likes him so much. I think he likes him and he admires him, but I definitely think he thinks that humanity as a whole is something that is belittle him. He's always talked about how much he despises humanity and what they stand for and what they believe and who they are. And every single time Picard goes and surprises him and shows him the complete opposite of what he saw, what he thought. Then why, then why do what he's doing? I think it's a way to go and test his theory of, okay, if this is in fact reality and I am going to be dying, I have a finite life. Then let me do one hoorah with my good old buddy and actually try to go and get a full understanding of life because now I actually have one. So now he's looking at life through a different lens. That, I mean, he is certainly looking at life through a different lens. He says it in this episode, like it's not about the trap. It's about the escape. Like, so this is this, it's not a penance. Like he said in the first episode, this is still a test for Picard. Mm -hmm. Some, for some reason, this is important to Q. This test is so important to Q that he chose at the end of his life to do this to Picard. And I just, I'm just so confused at what that is. Like, what is this? What is this test? Save the future? We know this. We know, we know how to do this. We've done this before. This is old hat for characters in Star Trek. If they give you the, if they, if the writers gave you the answer, let's say midway in or early on, would you still be as invested as you are now? Uh, but you mis- you misunderstand. I don't want the answer. I want pieces of the answer. Okay. That's what I'm talking about with a mist with a with a se- with season long mysteries. This is where um, Discovery struggled too, but not as uh, but but Picard less so than Discovery. But Discovery struggled with this in this last season too. Um, when it comes to 
season long story arcs, mm-hmm. pieces of the mystery need to be solved throughout the episode. At least I feel this is just a me thing. Like I feel pieces of the mystery need to be solved throughout the season, not like episode by episode, but like there needs to be a good flow of like, Oh, we've solved this piece of the puzzle. Oh, we solved this piece of the puzzle. Oh, we solved this piece of the puzzle. And characters can only do that when they engage with parts of the mystery. But since Q is part of the mystery and he's not been engaging with the other characters, nobody has been solving the mystery of what the hell is happening with Q. Mm -hmm. They've only been solving the mystery of like, well, the future is, the future has changed because Renee doesn't get to get on that ship. Let's make sure she gets on that ship. Okay. okay. But she, but nobody else is engaging with any of the other mysteries of the season. Mm-hmm. So it becomes, so you get two things. So you get two things that happen in this episode. That's a good. Seg- that's a good segue here. Two, two pieces of important information happen in this episode. Hugh is dying. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Soong is, is so important to the future. Yes. Both of which are handled in, I th- personally think, the worst way. Really? Yeah, I think they're given to, I think they are given to the audience of like, it's like if I said to you, hey, what's your favorite car? And six months later, you said to me, oh, it was this, by the way. And that's a little that's a little um, reductive of it. I know Um, I was just kind of trying to make a point Mm -hmm. Um, like I I would rather. Why is Soong so important to the why? Why is our future like this? Well, what do we have to what do we have to do? We have to get Renee onto the ship. Well, why do we have to get Renee onto the ship? Because if Renee doesn't get on the ship, then we turn to Soong. Okay, well, we got to make sure that Soong doesn't have to do it. We got to make sure that Soong's plans are foiled. But the only one who's interacting with Soong is Q. And I don't even know why that is, because if Q wants to do because if Q is trying to move everyone towards Soong's future, what's he doing with Corey? I think because they're trying to go and bring about why Corey was in season one and what was her purpose to Picard. No, I know that. I know that. And I like the reference. I'm happy with that. I'm happy mm-hmm. that, that that actress is uh, Issa Brionis, I think is her name. I'm happy that she is Corey and I like her. I like the Soong stuff. Mm-hmm. I just think that like with Corey, if Q is being like, okay, what, what do I need to do to stop to make the future shit? Well, I need to make sure that Renee Picard doesn't get on the Europa mission. I need to make sure that Soong's research is good mm-hmm. because everyone's going to turn to Soong. Okay. Well, only Q knows that. The other characters don't know don't know only know a part of that story. And for some reason, Q is trying to push Corey away from Sung. And again, I just that goes back to like, I'm just confused so late in the sh- series. What is Q's plan? And I don't I don't have any piece of that puzzle. There is no, I'm looking at a jigsaw piece with all white pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's just no way to start with like, where do I start? I got you. Okay. Do you think that maybe they're setting up Dr. Sung not for the season? Maybe they're just introducing him to elaborate more in a season three to make it more of a cohesive story because we have a cohesion between season one and season two. Now we need to have, if everything goes to plan, God willing, or space uh, science willing and and everything happens to what Picard wants to happen. Then how do we, where do we go from there to go and bring in a season three? If the season three is going to be the last one, how do we go and kind of wrap this present up with a nice little bow? I, I don't know if I trust that. I admittedly Picard has only had one season, but it did end with a bow. They mm-hmm. wrapped up this they wrapped up the story, it was done, they, they shipped it off for this package and they gave it to us. Yeah. Um I have no reason to believe that that's not going to be the case this time around. Because Discovery does this as well. Discovery is a serialized story storyline yeah. once episode one to thirteen, they it's a one cohesive story and they lock that off and they're done. They're like, Good, we did it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
um, with the exception of, I guess you can make the case between two to three because of the, the jump to the future, but yeah, I don't really count that. Um, so I have no reason to believe that Picard season two won't just, just wrap end up with the, the season. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying it's not going to be a satisfying ending. Cause honestly, I think season one had a satisfying ending for mm-hmm. at least data. Like I liked the ending of season of season one, even, even though I didn't like the whole season as, even though I didn't like the season as a whole. So like the last two episodes could like still blow me away. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just, I think we're, I think we're too late in the season to have so little pieces of this puzzle. Mm-hmm. I don't like if, so if we do get all these puzzle pieces in the next, we have what two episodes left, right? Yeah. Nine and 10. So if we get everything in these last two episodes, they're going to be some pretty heavy episodes. Yeah, they are. They're going to be packed full yes. of information because again, they do it correctly. And I, it really bugs me that Guinan is the one that told Q that told Picard that Q is dying. Yeah. I feel like that should have been a moment between Q and Picard. I do wonder if like the pandemic is, has done this, like, because these people are both so old and I, I, mm-hmm. I know, I, I know that the reason why Picard is sitting down a lot at this season is because he's, he's yeah. old. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I that's, right. that's just reality. If you think about this episode in particular, there was not a lot of interaction with multiple people for Picard. Yeah. So it's it's very plausible, and the same thing goes with Q. There's not a lot of interaction with multiple people. It's just kind of Q with one or two of the people around them. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that's that's the case. And you know, I, I'm very I'm very sympathetic to having to film something at the pandemic, especially with people with multiple cast members who are high risk for the mm-hmm. coronavirus when they were filming this specifically. Yeah. So like I'm sympathetic to that. I just. It is just a missed opportunity. I'm sure we're getting the scene. I'm sure we're getting the scene between Q and Picard. We have to. Mm-hmm. We have to get something. I just wish that the moment where, where Picard finds out that Q is dying was a moment either that he discovered on his own or that he discovered w- while in the presence of Q. Well, did Guinan actually tell him that Q was dying? Or did she yes. say she actually did say those words like, hey, Q's dying? Yeah, because you see it in the in the bit when they're wrapping up the FBI storyline when uh, Picard goes, and he's dying, huh? Gotcha. Yeah. So he's got. So like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just to me it's to me the 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 three mysteries of this of this story. Not enough characters are engaging with it. They're only engaging with the Rene Picard, and they're not engaging with the Adam Sung or the or the thing. Like the only time we've characters have met Adam Sung that we know is the Borg Queen and Picard once. Correct. Well, yeah. All right. So <laughs> I have a thought for you. Sure. I'm trying to remember the episode. Um, there was an episode where Q was kind of banished from his his people. Yeah, I remember that episode. Good episode. Okay. So do you think this is the writer saying, well, we already have a formula with Q. Why not just retell that formula in a modern time where Q doesn't necessarily know that he's not going to die, but they have told him, hey, you're going to die. Like, this is finite for you. It's over. It's done with. And now he's he didn't want to take that reality, but he's taken it now, unfortunately. And it's actually a test of humanity going and saying, well, if humanity can go and justify saving Q's life, the guy who has put them through so much hell multiple times, and they can still go and save his life, knowing that he's dying and do everything they can to go and save his life or do whatever they can to make his life a peaceful passing, that's showing humanity on a deeper scale. And maybe that's like entrusting humanity, almost like a, a Deep Space Nine with the changelings understanding who deep space nine is do you get me or does that make sense I, it does I, it does i don't know i i don't know if that's necessarily the the, the what i'm seeing because mm-hmm. I, I just i don't know i don't know it's a good question though it's a um, good, think about this this show has literally this one episode has brought so much talk and controversy between us two just discussing what the possibilities are for this. 
Yeah. I think that in itself is a good episode that makes people For question sure. what's going to happen with the series, with this episode, with the future of Picard for season three. Sure. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. Does does the do the writers need to tell us why Q is dying? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, yeah. I don't think it takes away from the fact that we now know Q is got a finite life. He's not immortal as he once thought he was. And that changes a perspective on it and it keeps the mystery alive and allows for different things to take place with possible season three. Maybe, hey, season three is why is Q dying or why do they now have a finite life? I don't think Q is in season three. You don't think so? No, I I think at the end of the season, he's dead. Okay. And I'm kind of with you. I also don't think that the showrunners need to tell us why he's dying. Mm -hmm. Um, What could possibly be the reason why this immortal, omnipotent being uh, is finally just dying. Uh, And he's like, there's a moment that I really, I do really like in this episode because I've been so negative and I really don't like to be because there's things in this episode that I really like. Um, But like, uh, so showrunners, if you're watching, I like this. I like the stuff in this. I promise. (laughs) Um, and so like the, uh, there's a moment where he's talking to Guinan and I do like that moment, the two of them together when he says that like, um, stars burn brighter as they die and I'm just yes. withering away into nothing. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I, th- I was excited. I was like, Oh, what could possibly, I looked at it as going, discovering the great unknowable. And then that, the point of meaning never came. Mm-hmm. And so like he's scared that there's like so it's like there's he's scared that there's nothingness at the end of his life and that's terrifying to him. And then there's the bit where he's talking about like um I now have a lifetime. Uh, he says um uh oh I have the I have the quote. Um <laughs> it's but somewhere yeah, in right. here. It's about lifetime. He's like I have a lifetime to figure out. I have a no he says I have a lifetime to can a lifetime um like redeem reconcile, reconcile yeah. uh, uh all uh wrongdoings uh, all the wrongdoings and so like i think that that is a piece to this puzzle that's right it's the it's the black piece in the in the giant white in the giant white jigsaw puzzle that mm-hmm. doesn't fit that you just can't find the fit because it's like so q is doing this because he wants to reconcile the wrongdoings he's done in his life. Mm-hmm. Or is he trying to, to, was he trying to give like a lesson to Picard, maybe one that he already learned in generations. Um, but like Q's, while I like Q's moment with Guinan, it paints a different picture than the Q we saw in the beginning of the season. Oh yeah. And, and it paints, right. And I think, and I don't think in a, in a, in a way that doesn't fit right now, mm-hmm. I'll just say, I'll, you know, I won't say it doesn't fit at all. I'll just say it in a way that it doesn't fit right now. I can agree with that. I can definitely agree. And I think that's because we've we've grown up watching Q act a certain way and personify a certain character to now see him in a like a vulnerable state is something that we're not used to. Well, it's not necessarily that. It's like even in the beginning of this, of this season, it was a different cue than anything we've seen before. He was, well, he was aggressive. He was aggressive. He was manic. He was, um, he, he was, uh, uh crazy <laughs> almost like yeah. he smacked Picard across the face. He was angry. Yeah. Um, and so like he says to Picard, this isn't a test. It's a penance. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, it's not about the trap. It's about the escape. It, I, this was, uh, why are you doing this to Picard? It's like, I, because it's not about this. It's about this. You know, I'm trying, it's clear. It's clear now that he's trying to teach him a lesson, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't fit with the, it's not a test. It's a penance Mm -hmm. cue, right? It, it, it feels like a different cue, even from the beginning of the season. And I'm not saying it can't work. I'm not saying that by the next episode, all of a sudden these, these completely white jigsaw pieces turn into a beautiful painting that it's so easy to put together. Um, but it's right now. That's kind of where I'm at. I like the fact that you did. You brought that up and it made me think just now. It's not a test. It's a penance. 
we have multiple characters that are all going through their own sub arcs yeah. and each one is dealing with their own penance. If you really break it down, we have, um, we have a pilot who's now falling in love with somebody from a different timeline, knowing that idiot. he can't do anything. That idiot. <laughs> we have a, a doctor who is alone, but now actually has a family that she doesn't want. We have a couple that is trying to learn about themselves at the same time, trying to grow with one another. And it's the penance of dealing with not knowing who you are, not understanding who you are as a person. We have Picard trying to run away from his past, not realizing that his past makes him who he is today. We have yeah. Q in the final end, realizing that everything he thought was not a lie, but everything he thought about himself was, yeah, it, it was a lie. <laughs> oh, you know, the, you brought up you brought up Picard. You brought up Picard's past. Actually, yes. you you you, kind, you might have you might have stumbled onto something there, because. Picard says, Talon says, why would Picard, why, why would Q want to show you your mother? Like, why, mm-hmm. would, why would he want you to remember that? Why would he want you to relive that? Uh, and he says, you know, and, and Picard's like, I need to know him. I need to learn more about him. I need to, uh, you know, know thy enemy. And so maybe, I, I think perhaps the, the, the uh, maybe the angry Q was a front Okay. That maybe Q put on, but again, that a lot of this would have been solved with just one more scene between Q and Picard in this episode. Yeah, a lot been. of this would have been solved with a with a, another philosophical debate between the two of them. Well, that <laughs> leads that leads to Picard realizing that what's wrong with Q is that he's dying. Not yeah. not that he not that Guinan has some weird intuition about like, oh my god, you're dying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to be negative anymore. Can we move on? <laughs> Last thing. I have to okay. be negative about this. Maybe okay. you can fill me in. Guinan. Yeah. Why did she transport herself as a vision to Picard now? But she couldn't do that back in the day when they were separated and she needed his help. Because they didn't think of it till now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good answer. Good answer. You know, that that's just the kind of thing that Personally, to me, that's the kind of thing that like you run into with long form storytelling. A series mm-hmm. has been going on for so long. A franchise has been going on for so long. You know, it's like, yeah. why doesn't Ben Kenobi turn into a ghost in the new Don't hope? You bring that in here. You no, leave that out of this. No, but like, seriously, why doesn't Ben Kenobi turn into a ghost in a new hope? You're it's because they didn't think about it until Empire Strikes Back. You're 100 percent. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. It's that is to me. It's that kind of logic. Like, why why doesn't this happen back then? Because they didn't think about it back then. They it yeah. served the story this time. Story time, like storytellers, we evolve as storytellers. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, though, Star Trek has less room to make these kind of things than Star Wars. <laughs> Here we go. Star Wars, because Star Here Wars has no, no, no. But I'm serious. Star Wars has the Force, right? Yeah. The Force connects. The Force creates this. Uh, kind of get out of jail free card for Star Wars, yep. where a lot of things can happen. You can come up with some. Luke can project himself across across galaxies because, well, the Force. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That uh, that makes Star Wars a very elastic franchise that can just that can continuously evolve. Honestly, the Force is one of the most ingenious pieces of, pieces of storytelling that has oh, yeah. ever happened in fiction ever. I agree. Um, Star Trek is very much rooted in science. Science, yeah. So it's 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 much it's much less elastic than Star sure. Wars. That implausibility. Yeah. So when you so when you so when you in, introduce something like this, you do run the risk of kind of of kind of breaking that rubber band. Like you kind of just you you kind of stretch Star Trek and then and then you hope that it goes back. Yeah. Whereas Star Wars can just be stretched forever. And just keep going. Uh, but in this case, it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It was a strange power, but it looked like she struggled with it. So maybe, oh, yeah. it's, so she maybe it's not something that can that she can just do willy nilly. Yeah, she did a little Stranger Things eleven, a little nosebleed yeah. going on. Um, all right, you know, one more thing I want to be negative about because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. But the the uh, the FBI agent. Okay. We didn't need this. We didn't need this plot line at all. 
it it filled in for the fact that Q is truly dying and he can't use his powers pretty much for anything. So what he's doing is he's persuading humanity. Well, I get that. But this guy, Wells, is a completely unrelated situation to Q. Yeah, because of this alien experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I there's there's now there is a lesson learned in this episode that I really like. And so I want I'm I'm gonna do a negative that's going to lead to a positive. Okay. Um I I just don't think we needed this character. I don't think it added anything to this season, to this to this episode, to the show. We could have done a lot with that. We could we could have done something else with this real estate. Like a conversation between Q and Picard. Um <laughs> so like you have the you kind of have this moment where uh he's so uh he's so much like i need i i need to solve this because i am from the star trek enterprise episode uh uh cold creek or whatever the hell it's called mm-hmm. um there, i don't know if you know this but there's a star trek enterprise episode where to paul talks about her ancestor going going yeah. to earth being stranded on earth that's this is kind of a reference to that i did not connect that but now it makes a little sense because it, it's not the same time frame because that, um, yeah. that kid would be that's too old and- no, no, no. That kid would just be too old. Because that was in the 50s. Oh, okay. And this is, yeah. This guy well, was born probably in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Or but, even our time. But in that episode, in that episode, uh, the Vulcans say that there will be another survey team coming to Earth. Which which leads me to believe that, like, you know, Vulcans came to Earth a lot before first contact. Mm-hmm. They're like, whatever. I don't care. Uh, to me, it lines up. But you don't necessarily you, you you don't need this but the ending where it's, when he says when they said you know all humans have are haunted by their past and mm-hmm. picard and this guy had this moment where they kind of like yes. where where the where the guy's like you know he's trying to like rip out my eyeballs and he's like are you sure he wasn't trying to do this and he does mm-hmm. the mind melt um and he's like, oh my god! And it's like, and then Picard's like, I'm from the 25th century. We're trying to stop this, da, 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 trying to save the future. Um, the best thing that came out of this episode is when Guinan says to Picard, "You do the work because you want to evolve." In response to the fact that she's trying to, she's trying, she's kind of working through it, the fact that like humans are stuck in the past because you want to be, you want to, you want to, you you get stuck in there because there's something you need to re, you need to resolve. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm putting a piece, of, I'm putting a piece of information together. That you get stuck in the past because you want to re, resolve something because that's the only way that you can move on. Okay. And that's why Picard, that's why Picard was stuck in his head in the in the, the last episode. With his mother, because that's the only way that he can evolve he can is by forward. moving past. And like that's the thing that I really like about about Star Trek. So let me let me say, I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot, but like you're good. This is something that I really think Picard, Star Trek Picard, has solved that Star Trek Discovery hasn't, mm-hmm. which is that Star Trek isn't about just the inconsequential notion of being hopeful. It is about bettering yourself. We work to better ourselves. We work to evolve. We are constantly on a mission to be better. That's what the trial in the first episode of Next Generation is about, to prove that we are better than we were. We have evolved from where we were, and we are going to continue to evolve to be better. And in order to do that, we need to resolve mistakes in our past. And that's what, and that, you know, Guinan says, you do the work because you want to evolve. And I think that's a really good line and a really good, like thesis statement for star trek <clears throat> and this season of picard so there you go i got a positive in there i agree and i think that was a good callback as well that was a really good episode by the way um i i got out of it a little bit different like oh i, I don't like encounter a far point i don't like you encounter don't? A far point. no i like that i thought it was a great episode all right no. bygones be bygones but i got <laughs> out of it the fact that because i am a star wars guy and i i i see hope where hope is not there or whatever and that's Star the Wars. The fact yeah. that this FBI agent is, like you said, not integral to the plot line to Picard to the story at all. If you remove him, the story continues on perfectly fine. However, he brings into this valid point of his past and what happened to him. And leading up throughout that time, up until this point, he was led here for a purpose. And everything happens for a reason. 
And maybe that reason is to go and help Picard on his journey. And I think Guinan kind of mentions, I don't remember the exact quote, but Guinan mentions it to yeah. him about that point. And it, it brings out a nice little moment where just because you feel insignificant in this world, doesn't mean you have, you don't have a purpose in this world. Just means sure. that you haven't found your purpose yet, but your purpose is there. You just have to keep looking. She says, um, Maybe you had to be that little boy in the forest so you can be the man here to let us go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I I get you. I know it's a stretch. It, it, no, it's, it's, a not, stretch. It's, it's not. I think that it's intentional. I don't think it's a stretch. Oh. I think it's intentional. I just don't necessarily think it, it, it works as well as it should. Okay. And honestly, personally, I think it happens too late in the season. I think if this was going to happen, it should have been earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the the FBI specifically the FBI agent plotline because then you can yeah. have this thing where maybe he comes back to help them for something or you know but we're we're now episode eight and we just had to take a quick detour <laughs> I'm not sure it was it was a I don't think it was a good use of real estate we had to get an In and Out burger that's all it was yeah we had to quickly go to In and Out burger while we're on our way home <laughs> um okay I have another question for you yes sir what do you think any of this what do you think Hugh's lesson whatever that is whatever the story has to do with the board queen in the beginning of the season oh man remember that that's how the season yes. starts that is that was one of my greatest mysteries and i said you know what maybe it's just gonna stay a mystery and we're not gonna get the answer to it i think we're going back to it i think the last episode we're going back to that moment I, I I'm hoping that is I just don't know life will retreat to that. I just don't know how I just don't know what what why or how because we're we're so far away from that and it's always in the trailer for this, mm-hmm. for this show. Like every time I see a commercial for the show, it's always there. I'm like, oh right, that's how the show started with the Borg Queen destroying the Stargazer. Um, yeah, very true. And so I'm always just kind of like, what does that have to do with anything that's been going on? Anyway, though. I personally don't think we're going to get it, though. I, I want it to we be. We have to. We have to. Do we? Yes. Why? Because I want the Stargazer back, damn it. <laughs> That's the only reason. Yes. <laughs> I liked it's, that ship. It was a nice ship. It was. It really was. It really was. Also, you don't build that set for one scene. Come on. That's true. That's true. That is a you lot build of that set. You build that set because you want to get some mileage out of it. <laughs> Um, anyway, it's like building the whole set of discovery and being like, well, let's blow it up now. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some good stuff. Sounds good. Cause I think there's good stuff in this episode. And if you've stuck around this long, sorry, we've been so negative. Um, <laughs> speak for yourself. I've been pretty positive here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You have indulged me and I appreciate it, but no like, problem. I, I don't say any of this from a place of hatred. I really no, I like know. the season. I'm really enjoying these. I still really love these characters. Um, the season is still an, a vast improvement over that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, the beginning of the season was a lot stronger than where we're going. And I want to see the show end on a strong note. And I hope we still do. I think we will. I definitely think we will. Um, and I think it's a good opportunity for those listening. Yeah. You showrunners. I'm talking to you showrunners. I'm talking to you. Our show. Tweet at me. Don't tweet at him. Tweet at me. Tweet at me. Tweet at me. I'm better. <laughs> He's yeah. He probably answered a lot more stuff than I can. But I do hope that they watch it, or I do hope that they get a sense of different people's perspective and point of view of the show, in hopes that they will continue to evolve and grow the show. There is a sense that I that I uh, that I uh, get from the production designer of the show, Dave Blast, who's great. I love following his Twitter. He's posts all sorts of really awesome. Uh, uh, production design stuff for the show i think that the production design of the show is stellar especially this season um but he he follows like red letter media and he'll like po- he'll like um watch a red letter media episode and i'm just like don't watch those assholes <laughs> watch no them. offense no offense to anybody who watches red letter media i do not like them i think they are negative for the sake of negative um and i don't think that 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 people should watch them mm-hmm but who am I to say? They've got thousands, if not millions, of subscribers. I don't even have two hundred. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. We don't have two hundred yet. Okay, it's been it's been a while. We're not. It's not happening. 
<laughs> actually, no, I lost. No. Actually, I lost a subscriber. Really? Like, last week. I don't even know who it was. I just thought it oh. was funny. Sorry to hear. I've been teetering in the 170s for like a year. I I don't even keep track of it anymore. I stopped because it, it gets me all negative. Yeah, me too. And speaking of negatives, though, um, now let's talk about some positive. Let's talk about some positives because I think yeah. there's a lot of strong stuff in this episode. Um, I don't want to talk about Rafi and Seven because I think that's the strongest stuff. Let's talk about okay. uh, Rios and uh, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I love yes. their interactions. I, I agree. I definitely agree. I I I thought that the story that she proposed to him at the end was like, what is this girl trying to get at? Like, Oh, but it's so sweet. It is. It is extreme, extremely romantic. And I thought it was definitely like, I was like, he is flirting hard. What'd she say? Tell me something. Tell me something that in another life, tell me something that in another life, it would have taken me a decade to know. Yes. Oh, one of the most romantic things I've ever heard in my life. Are you kidding me? And that you gotta point. say that to your wife like tonight. You gotta <laughs> go to your wife and you gotta tell her that. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble now. <laughs> I will say this. And I, I've seen it countless times in movies where the person is from a different time zone, time planet, whatever, and they fall time in love planet, with somebody. Yes, time planet. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Lost in Space, the movie with the time planet. <laughs> they fall in love with the character. And unfortunately, it's not the the person for them. So they have to leave that time. And then when they come back to their normal time, they end up bumping into somebody. Their ancestor. Yeah. And they end up falling in love. Or the descendant. This was a... um... Oh, yeah. I had a thought because, you know, remember Wells. Wells is um, the same actor who played the... um, Yes. Played the captain of the relativity in Star Trek Voyager. Maybe that's his... Maybe that's his ancestor. Could be. Um, very well be. Just everybody in Star Trek, they they just they always look the same. Exactly. The gene pool is so strong in Star Trek. <laughs> no, I think you're. I th- I don't think that's what's happening. And I you don't I'm, think it's a foreshadow for the future. I'm pretty. I feel pretty strongly that Teresa is going to the future. You think so? Only because the alternative is something I don't want, which is that Rio stays in the past. I don't think he will, and I don't think she will. I think that she's going to stay here because she has so much good that she has to do still here with her hospital. And I think that he has so much stuff that he has to do in the future. He's not He's not going to stay. I think I think there's only two options, and it's either and one of them, either she goes to the future or he stays in the past. And I really don't want that. I really don't want that second option. Do you know who I think is going to stay? The kid? Nope. R- who? Seven of nine. Really? You think seven's going to stick around? Because she's now getting so much more acclimated with her life of what it would be like if she was normal rather than being assimilated. Sure. But theoretically, once they fix the timeline, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we don't know how we don't know how, how- going to be affected. We don't know how they're all going to be affected. Like it's entirely possible that once they fix the timeline, she could just come. It just comes back. So like, does it really matter? Very true. And like Starfleet officers, they like know if we're stuck in the past, like you know, just stay out of history's way. We're good. Mm -hmm. We'll just find a small uninhabited island and just (laughs) leave leave everyone alone. Just crash Um, there. But I don't think Seven's sticking around because I think that Seven and Raffi. Let's talk about Seven and Raffi. Okay. I think this is the strongest stuff in this episode. I think this is their strongest stuff this season. And Mm -hmm. I think this is the strongest uh, plot line of this episode. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because I I really enjoy Raffi being called out on her being manipulative. Yes. Yeah. We we saw that in the first season when, when, like, the whole reason why she was on La Serena was because, like, they needed her to manipulate a Starfleet officer to let her, to let them through something or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, like, she is very manipulative. And when she says, you know, okay, like, Borg up. You know, if you were her, like, what would you do? And, like, Seven doesn't like that. Seven doesn't like to be reminded of it because it is, you know, it's, I think, being, honestly. A hurtful past. 
yeah people people don't like this don't like this what i'm about to say but like i think if you got assimilated by a borg and you were reverted back there is no amount of years that will ever make you okay with what happened oh no yeah no not i don't think so at all you will you will be living with that for your entire life yeah um and i i appreciate that like even seven and picard even the first season picard was like you know he was still haunted by locutus but like seven is still especially now that she's away from her board game plans she doesn't have them she's even more like i don't i don't want to think about it i i was yeah. happy not being an xb which is mm-hmm. what they call the first season um like i was happy with that i don't want to i don't want to think about it and then eventually she has to kind of she kind of has to because they need to save Gerardi. Mm-hmm. She has to own up to her past, very much like how Picard has to own up to his past. Look, we all understand the themes of this season. It's just not necessarily <laughs> coming together as well as it should be. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing out these ideas. But, but you're I, right. I you. You're right. You're right. I do like the fact that they are fleshing out these characters and diving more into what makes them who they are and like yeah. the, the negatives and the positives of who they are. And I think you're, and I think you're right. There is, there is some good stuff here with there with the fact that like all these characters have to be okay with what happened in the past to move on, to evolve, yeah. to be better. Like that's what Star Trek is all about. Confronting who, where you got, where you came from so that you can move on and be better. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's what I love about Star Trek. The, the idea that no matter what, you can always improve on yourself. You can always be better. You seek to improve oneself. Was it, you know, that's what he says in first contact to um, Alfred Woodard. Um, if for those of you who don't remember that Alfred Woodard's in, fo- in first contact. Um, did you not remember that? <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah. Not she's the, she's that from Cochrane. I was like, Oh, you're right. What? I'm so an she, idiot. She's that from Cochrane's uh, a friend. Yeah. Anyway um you know we see we seek to improve oneself we seek to improve ourselves you know to seek out new life and new civilizations um yeah i i think that the that raffi also has to confront with her manipulativeness because i i really like the flashback with elnor Mm -hmm. where she where she manipulates him into staying with starfleet and now she regrets that because he's dead he's dead and i'm glad we finally got to there Mm mm-hmm Finally glad we got to that moment because um I didn't really love vague Raffi being haunted by Elnor. I like that we we finally like confronted like no, this is this is why, because she yeah. thinks this is her fault. Mm-hmm. She he never this never would have happened to him if he had gone back to the Kawat Malat? What are they called? You're you're about right. We'll call that it that. Is that I was it? Call him Kawanda Kawanda. Wakanda. Kawanga? I was gonna say Kawanga. I was like Wakanda, Kawanga. I think it's the Kawat the Kawat Malat. Discovery used them a lot this season. I forgot what I, that sounds like. The Wakandan people, right? I think it's Kawat Malat because the Jatvash are the like the Tal Shiar, the Secret Service that aren't even the Tal Shiar. Mm-hmm. That was dumb. I'll be I'll be honest. I didn't care for that <laughs> in the first season. That yeah, but that part. There was an even there was an even more Secret Service. <laughs> why bring why bring that part up that was for me i just i don't know anyway i thought that that was wasted opportunity this isn't about season one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i i so i like that i i I enjoyed that bit that she kind of manipulated him through starfleet Mm -hmm. but she she does not have her like her kid she has a kid we said in the first season, but we don't know what happened if they ever reconciled with that because she turned out to be right. Um, and I kind of, I kind of bummed that we never got that reconciliation. And I think because of that, Elnor has become a surrogate son to her. And so she yeah. is, you know, very regrets that regrets mm-hmm. how much she put on him. Um, especially cause now he's dead. Mm-hmm temporarily i think he's i think he still think he's coming back even though we but i don't believe you're your father but uh i don't think i'm a father to my knowledge that i know of <laughs> oh i might be there was a girl there was a girl a long time ago i never know <laughs> there you go very true well, i was just gonna say the fact that now that you brought that up that 
plot line very much would be interesting to somebody who is a parent and who's put their child through like, hey, I need you to be really good in school. I need you to go and focus. I need you to get good grades so you can have a good career, good life. And they do all that stuff and their life is not what they expected for their child. Yeah, he dies. When things happen. I wasn't going to go that dark, but yes. But things happen. It happened. Yeah, yeah. Things happen to the child and now they regret doing what they did as a parent, pushing their child so much. This is like a good little, I don't know, like a good little plot that that portrays to different people. Like throughout this entire series, we're getting different plots that actually hit people in the fields for different times in their lives. Yeah, I agree. Like I've talked about it at length, how this season has really spoke to me because of how it deals with mental illness, how it deals with yeah. anxiety and depression. And, you know, that was, that's really important to me. And I'm really happy that it's done this, which is probably what the reason why I'm really biased towards the season. <laughs> <laughs> like people talk to me about like, uh, like Mike, my the the Michael Carl's at the Downright Nerdy podcast has not been on the show, not because he does not enjoy Star Trek Picard. He's just been very busy, so but busy. coincidentally, he does not like this season of Star Trek Picard. Um, Go he, I think he, I think he's used the words "sharp downhill" for me. Oh, um, oh. Mike, you're killing me. You're killing. But me. like, but like, if he brings up any of those points, like even if I agree with some of them, the the way the season has spoke to me is, is in a, such an emotional way that I could never wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, um, I think let's, let's round this off. I, I, I think we, we kind of covered a lot of it. I, Seven yeah. and Rafi, the emotional weight of them um, is really great. I really like them diving into the relationship. I hope we get more of them as a couple soon. Cause I, I want to see more of that um because like we kind of get most of like you know they're they're friendly and they're definitely like a couple but they're not really a couple and i want to i want them to like cross that i want them to cross that line and finally be like no no no, we're we're a couple i definitely think they will i think now they've gone over that hump of realizing the the failures within each other Mm -hmm. that now they can move past that and grow as a couple yeah i hope so um by the way, did you have you have you taken a look at the new tricorders? I have not. Like, have, have you liked to look at a picture? So apparently, the, the Galaxy uh, Z Flip is the tricorder. So the tricorders are the Galaxy Z Flip. You know the 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 touch screen flip phone. Yeah. Uh, that they put like a back on it to make it look like a tricorder. I love it. I want to be clear. I think it's great. That is hilarious. That's smart. That's ingenious. I, really I mean, the want, technology's there. I really want one now. I've, yeah, I don't want one. That $4,000 like $4, phone, you don't want a $4,000 phone that you can model into a tricorder? Listen, I got my phone and they pull, I had to, this big old thing, I had to pull a whole bunch of strings to get this to happen. And That's I fair. was like, ah, it, it hurt me to spend all that money. Um. Okay, so a couple of notes I want to run through before we before we call it. Sounds good. Um, Picard gets to read out uh, Rios' statement from the, mm-hmm from the from when he was <laughs> health that was pretty good that was hilarious well he's just like can you read this is like one crusty old admiral in a robot body <laughs> that was priceless pretty good you know he's gonna give him hell for that when he finally meets up with him i hope so and i hope we see that i hope it's not off screen i hope we i hope he's like crusty old admiral really um then we finally get we finally get resolution on the second third episode when Rios left his com badge at the at the yeah. um at Teresa's clinic that finally came back yes it did yeah you, you set something up you got to pay that off Chekhov's com badge we finally got there absolutely Chekhov's com badge is interesting because like it can mean like Pavel Chekhov his com badge but it's actually just like you know Chekhov's gun yeah. You know what that is, right? Chekhov's yes. gun. Yes. Okay, good. Um, I, I just I'm had to be sure. I'm not saying you are. <laughs> just had to be sure. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, oh, so the, Google real quick. Chekhov's gun. Gerardi. Gerardi is the board queen. Is great. I think she's wonderful. I really mm-hmm. like how they're doing um, this idea that um, kind of bouncing off of first contact again, which is that you know, the queen wanted 
Locutus and then wanted Data because she is lonely. She has mm -hmm. thousands of voices in her head, but she doesn't have a confidant. And she sees assimilation as filling that gap. Um, while also, like, I think it's both. I think both true. She's lonely and she wants to, and she wants perfection. Yeah, she wants her species to be perfect. And so, like, I think. Uh, so I really like the idea of her, um, of this kind of like, um, we talked about it before that kind of like, um, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, you know, it's, it's like when you, um, when you really like something, you know, um, like euphoric, like euphoric, this like euphoric way that they're doing, uh, assimilation that it, it's, mm -hmm. it, it, it's wanted. Yeah. It, like you want those voices in your head. You miss those. We saw that in, in, um voyager i think even seven like you know she she had she had trouble um acclimated to there being not not any voices, no voices in her yet. head correct um so i i really i really like how how they're doing that i also really like how they're just like well she needs crude materials to make these like crude versions of her nanites that would um that will allow her to assimilate but it's not going to be the same kind of assimilation it's going to be a very different type of assimilation because of the technology at the top at right now she's not she just doesn't have access to that borg technology that allows them to assimilate and mm -hmm. that would be Correct. in la serena yeah um, before you um, go on i had a question yeah do you think the borg queen has seen all of picard's memories the memories that we don't know that have been stopped at that point because we have like all this like all this memory that was cut off at that point from realizing his mom was going through a trauma not this queen okay not this one no because this queen is still the one from the alternate timeline okay all right by the way if elnor disappears if elnor just magically appears in this at the end of the season because he because whatever uh that queen should just magically disappear this season too yeah. because she wouldn't she wouldn't, she wouldn't exist. exist correct be, it'd be a different queen anyway gotcha um right but, but it is a different queen like i think like uh alice krieg the queen from the, from the prime timeline mm -hmm. I, I think yeah she knows everything she's seen everything okay really i really like this girl annie annie Wershing, i think is her name uh who plays the queen but sometimes some part of me still wonders like man alice krieg would have made a meal out of this stuff <laughs> well i mean she's lived it for so much for so long i know it would have been a lot of fun to see her in this role again it would have been but then that's the case. You're gonna you gotta keep Whoopi Goldberg. Not necessarily. You don't think so? No, I don't that, think so. If I was Whoopi, I'd be kind of upset. Like, wait a second, she gets to come back, but I'd only get one episode. Right, but because it's because of the time travel aspect of it. Yeah, you got. Guinan go back. didn't travel through time. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Touche. Touche. Yeah. By the way, the girl who plays Guinan in the show, uh, I forget her Hold name. On. She's perfect. I love her. Yeah. She, but I'm having some issues with um, um. I really like arm definition in okay. women. Okay. And when she she like folds her arms once, I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> um, step That's on me. Great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I hope nobody heard that. Okay. Oh, it's not like this is going out to the internet. <laughs> this is going out to the internet. This is going out exactly. to everybody. Um. Okay, so the com badge. Um, we talked about guidance power. Um, okay, Soong's role. Um, I'm so confused how Soong plays into Q's Q's plan, especially when it comes to Corey. Especially when it comes to Corey, like that that VR thing made no sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like that was that was like magic technology that I'm just like I don't know what's happening right now. What do we need that this was for? Plan B. I is it? This is all should be Plan A. It should be, but it's Q. Q has to Q has to know that okay, no matter what he does, he's going to win. Yeah, right. But so what what is Corey's role? What is whatever? It doesn't matter. The VR thing was weird and I doesn't it doesn't it didn't work for me. Um okay. and 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 I think that the just kind of have another negative, I guess. Um the way they just kind of like there's two there's two ways this goes. Either Renee Picard gets in that ship and changes life on Earth forever, or they or she doesn't. And we they turn to your to to your science, and you become the the godfather of the future. Yep. 
I wish that we got more of that. I wish that there was more more prevent more present through the season. I wish that we got more of why Soong was so important. Because all we know is that Soong's a disgraced scientist. And now we mm-hmm. know that his this disgraced scientist that everybody hates, that who thinks is a crackpot, is going to be the person who changes the course of the future into a totalitarian dictatorship. Yep. I, I just I would have liked more of that throughout the season, kind of more pieces to to, to piece that together my, myself uh, for the audience. Just kind of, by the way, this is what's happening. Just didn't do it for me. I got you. All right. Um, I even wrote the VR thing is weird. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's really all I need to talk about. Awesome. Yeah. Man, this is long for one episode. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a good. It was a really good episode. There was that's why I said there was a lot to unpack on this episode. Even though it was a filler, there was so much plot that was enhanced and solved. Yeah, I and I want to be clear. Like I, I know I was, I know that I was really negative up top, but there are things, there are things that I really like in this season. I really like this season. I think the energy of the season is really strong. I think the storytelling in the season is really strong. So that's why it's weird. So that's why it stands out to me when things like this, like I don't feel are as strong as what we've seen before. That's mm-hmm. why I would, you know, I get more critical about that because of that. But all in all, I really like the season of Picard. Um, and, I'm, and I'm really excited for the last two episodes. I can't wait. Yeah. So stoked to see Same here. Same here. Uh, where, where this goes. And I'm happy to be here. Like, I'm happy to be in a place where, like, Picard went from a show that I just didn't care about in the first season to a show that I really like. Makes me happy. Makes me a happy camper. All right. Let's call it there, then. Sounds good, man. Sounds like a plan. Cookie from Just a Little Podcast. Plug your stuff. Right. You can find me on social media, uh, Just a Little Podcast on Instagram, Just Podcasting on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. I've started throwing some videos on there, trying to trying to get into the swing of TikTok. But I, I'm not as young as I once used to be, so it's a little challenging to go and make that happen. <laughs> I made you laugh. No, I choked on my water. Oh, okay. I thought it was like you're on TikTok, cookie. Yeah. Um, I think oh, I'm Ben's, under Ben's on TikTok. I don't care. Oh, okay. I think it's just just podcasting on TikTok. Um, I drop a new episode every single Tuesday. I dropped an episode at the time of this recording has already happened. I actually had a conversation with my good buddy, uh, John from Marvelous Comics, who is a big integral part of uh, Just Little Podcast. He's been a good sponsor for me. So wanted to go and actually have a talk with him and talk comics. Um, past that, yeah, that's about it for me. What's your latest episode going to be about? Do you know? Uh, the next coming up, it's, I usually cover over some uh, news highlights, but I might have another guest on. I'm trying to work some magic with a few different people to see if I can get some people on there. So fingers crossed. Um, I really want to get a, I'm going to put it out into the ether. So hopefully I can make it happen. But one of the voice actors that actually goes and narrates a lot of the star Wars books, I'm trying to get him onto an episode. I want to reach out to him in the near future to try to get him on and see what happens. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate you. It's a blast. Um, I'm really happy we get to do this. Uh, the, yeah, just two more episodes left. I would like to do them uh, one episode each because we got Strange New Worlds coming up soon. Yeah. Two weeks, man. I'm so excited it's for Strange crazy. New Worlds. Mike better come back for that one. At least, Mike, for, at least for episode one. He's got to be, right? <clears throat> um, so, like, well, hopefully, um, hopefully schedules will pan out that we can do that the right way, which is one episode for each of those episodes. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, guys you know this is victor's watch series if you've been following along this series and you know kind of the drill at this point um we've got plenty of episodes of other star trek shows that we've done and there's currently a moon night i stumbled on those words uh, a moon night uh, victor's watch series out now uh, my friends over on the victor podcast um we're, we're doing our moon night discussion new episode will be uh, sometime and and at, at the end of this week or or next we're just gonna uh, there's a lot happening in our lives right now. It's been a busy couple of weeks for a lot of people. So we're just kind of waiting for the fires to die down. For sure. Um, but there's, yeah. So there's plenty of fake watched for you guys to watch. If you guys are so inclined and there's plenty of other shows. If you like this video and you subscribe to this channel, you can check out all sorts of other things such as basement arcade, which is our video game. Let's play show basement arcade pause menu, which is our award winning video game discussion show, uh, animation station, 
uh, our animation discussion show, and Figner Book Club, which are our comic book discussion show. Conversation is an audio show that we do, uh, that I do. Season two is slow going. Again, a lot of fires I'm trying to put out, but um, it, it's slow going, but it's happening and I'm very excited for it. Um, hopefully uh, you will be my next guest. I think I'm going to try and try and talk to you about that. Did I don't mean to like, put you, put the spotlight on you. <laughs> um, all right. So of course there's the Fickner podcast. It's all part of the Fickner podcast family of podcasts, which, which starts at the top with Fickner podcast. There's all sorts of cool stuff that we do every Sunday. Uh, we didn't last Sunday. We were off, but uh, this Sunday, this coming Sunday, um, I have a new episode. Every night we do episodes every night, Sunday night, live, it's live recordings. Uh, we do news and uh, reviews, topics, book club, things like that. This week, I think we're talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is the new, the new oh. Nick Cage movie. Have you seen it? Not yet. I'm seeing it Friday. Oh, I, let me know because I, I want to see it. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um. So stay tuned for that. We're very excited for that. Um. That'll be this. That'll be the Sunday. Uh, whenever you're watching this, it either it either already happened or it's or it's about to happen. Um. Just you know, and if it already happened, then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming up. So there you go. Um. All right. So that'll do it. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all the social medias. Um. Fickner book. Fickner podcast on all social medias. We have a T public and we have a Patreon. It's probably linked below if you want to support us financially. Um, I write a ton of stuff uh, on the internet. You can check out my works on Atomic Geekdom, where I'm writing and revisiting the Affinity Saga series, um, which is kind of on a little bit of a break right now, but there is a piece coming up soon. I'm very proud of, so stay tuned for that. Um, then there is my Screen Rant work, which I write a ton of lists for Screen Rant. Um, very happy with those. Really enjoy working for, for that place. And... Kaiju Ramen, where I edit their website, kaijuramanmedia.com. Um, you can check out all those sites on the internet. Just, you know, you guys know how to use Google. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so that'll do it. Again, like this video, subscribe to this channel, and until next time we see us, guys, live long, long and prosper. prosper.